Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're winding up our studies of the flood. And why are we studying the flood in a radio show devoted to biblical prophecy? Well, Jesus gave us a big clue. He says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. And we've been studying protology and eschatology and how the early chapters of Genesis are previews of the end times. And Jesus himself gave us a really big hint of what the end times will be like. I'd like to wind up our studies of the flood, and we're going to move to Genesis chapter 10 and 11 next episode. But I'd like to start today in 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 says, If God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of nether gloom to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven other persons when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. And here you have from our first pope in his second epistle, then chapter two, verse four, the angels that sinned were cast into hell. And in the same context, there's only a semicolon in my translation between verses four and five, he starts talking about Noah, sin, judgment, and salvation. Now, when it says it cast them into hell, there's a very specific and unusual Greek word, Tartarus. Tartarus, which you may not be very familiar with unless you studied Greek mythology in college. Tartarus is a very common word amongst Greek mythology for the great heroes of old. And what the ancient Greeks, as well as the Babylonians and the Syrians and the ancient world saw as great heroes, the Bible thinks, are fallen angels. And so they were cast into the pit. That's exactly what we've been talking about in Genesis chapters, chapter 6 and verse 4. Now, we read in the book of Revelation, doesn't explicitly draw a line between the two, but it does speak when the fifth angel blows his trumpet, the shaft of a bottomless pit, and this is where, according to Greek mythology, Tartarus, where these beings were kept, that pit is open very close to the end of the end times, and great smoke comes out of that pit, and everything is darkened. The world is darkened. Uh, here's just my suggestion, remedies for what's plaguing our world. Everybody has a lot of things, do this and that, do this and that. I have three. Ephesians chapter 6 for spiritual warfare, the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, and the Manual for Spiritual Warfare by Dr. Paul Thigpen. These three together will get at what's causing the darkening of our world. A lot of people are having a hard time putting their fingers on it. I think from our studies in Genesis chapter 6 and protology and eschatology and right here in 2 Peter chapter 2, 
where these beings are, are cast into Tartarus. This is where the pagans thought their heroes went, where the Bible thinks the evil ones went, and they'll be released at the end times. Now, something I want to share with you as we wind up, I debated whether or not to share this, but if you've been with me so far, you deserve this, okay? It's a theory of the origin of demons. Now, the catechism says that the devil and the other demons are fallen angels. And the theory that I'm going to be sharing with you is either different from that or in addition to that. And, you know, I'm kind of an agnostic on this, but it's worth considering. And here it is. There's a school of thought that the demons' origin, or at least their partial origin, so you could say the demons that we know of in the world fell with Satan, as Catechism says, but there could be other origins, uh, a companion origin of the demons. And according to Michael Heiser, who we talked about, he's one of the recent scholars that really is really digging into Genesis 6. He has a whole book entitled Demons, and he also mentions in the Unseen World that demons originated from the disembodied spirits of the dead Nephilim. The Nephilim were the offspring of the fallen sons of God, the fallen angels. And when the Nephilim were killed by the flood, since they were this kind of hybrid being, both angelic and human, their spirits lived on, and hence the demonic plague coming from them. And I'd like to read to you from that book, First Enoch, where we get a lot of this from, very, very, very common. And it was obviously read by people like uh, St. Peter and Jude. This is from First Enoch chapter 15 and verse 8. Kind of listen to it because I'm going to follow up with a quotation from one of the early saints in the church. And I want you to hear the similarities between the two accounts. First, we'll start with 1 Enoch 15. And now the giants who were produced from the spirits and flesh shall be called evil spirits on the earth, and on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they are born from men and from the holy watchers. They shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits shall they be called. As for the spirits of heaven, and heaven shall their dwelling be. But as for the spirits of the earth, which were born upon the earth, the earth shall be their dwelling. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men. Okay? Now, that was from First Enoch, written in a uh, couple centuries, probably before the time of Christ, widely, widely read amongst Jews and Christians, amongst the um, Essene communities out in the Dead Sea area. Uh, this was part of the uh, Ethiopian Coptic church, very ancient church. So this was very well known. Okay? Now we come to Justin Martyr. Saint Justin Martyr, an early saint. He lived, um, well, he died 
in 165. We know when he died, he was a martyr for the Catholic faith, and he wrote a couple of apologies, and by apology, I mean a defense of the Catholic faith. He was one of the first and greatest apologists in the early Catholic Church, and he wrote about 157 in his second apology. Now, I have read to you from 1 Enoch chapter 15. Now I'm going to read to you Justin Martyr, and I wish I had that at this point. We were on TV, and I could put the text of both side by side. But if you can remember what I just read from Enoch, Enoch says what we know as the evil spirits, the demons, come from the slain bodies of the offspring of this mating between angels and women, as described in Genesis 6 and many ancient pieces of literature. So here we go, Justin Martyr, second apology. God, when he had made the whole world and subjected earthly things to men and women, and arranged the heavenly elements for the increase of fruits and the change of seasons, and ordered a divine law for them. This is just a preface, but it's important. God has certain things made, designed in a certain way, and the horrendous act of Genesis 6 was a rebellion against the divine order. So here we go, back to Justin Martyr. But the angels transgressed this order and were captivated by the love of women and produced children who are called demons. And besides, later they enslaved the human race to themselves partly by magical writings and partly by fears and punishments which they occasioned, and partially by teaching them to offer sacrifices and incense to demons, which they needed after they were enslaved with lustful passions. And among people, they sowed murders, wars, adulteries, intemperate deeds, and every evil. That's from Saint Justin Martyr, about 157 AD, very, very, very early in the church. Uh, this was one of the first apologetics writings in the history of Christianity. It's, it's one of the most formal ones, and it's very clearly, uh, clearly that Justin Martyr is pulling this from First Enoch. Now, what's important to know is that Justin Martyr was trying to defend the faith, and why were Catholics being put to death by the empire? And I'm going to read a summary from a scholar by the name of Randall Chestnut, who wrote a piece entitled The Descent of the Watchers and its Aftermath, according to Justin Martyr. And he says this, the very gods of the Greco-Roman pantheon, in other words, the Greco-Roman heroes, are none other than disguised demons generated from the original breach in the divinely ordained cosmic order. As in the Book of Watchers, these demons continue to roam the earth and promulgate all kinds of evil with their deceitful actions and corrupting teachings. However, Unwary pagans continued to be manipulated and controlled by these demons. 
Now, here's a lesson for today, because remember, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. And what the early church went through, we are not excluded from because we're Catholics living in America or something like that. Listen very carefully. Just a sentence here, a long sentence, but just a sentence. The persecution of Christians that plagued Justin's contemporaries, and that would soon earn Justin himself the title martyr, is but one deadly manifestation of a perennial persecution by those swayed by the spirits of the fallen angels. In other words, St. Justin Martyr believed that pagan culture was literally, not figuratively or symbolically, but literally demonized. And that was the source of that culture, thinking they were doing right, putting Catholics to death. And if you ask me, as it was in the days of Justin Martyr, just like it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days, particularly when you think of the two things I've brought together in this brief broadcast, we have the opening of the pit, which is the fallen angels themselves coming to redarken the earth, and then you have the ongoing persecution of the faithful that's continued through the centuries, that's continuing at this moment. Uh, you put these two together, and great persecutions can arise. And that's why Ephesians 6 on spiritual warfare the St. Michael the Archangel Prayer, and the Manual for Spiritual Warfare by Dr. Paul Thigpen are what you need for living in the 21st century. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 228 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.